Welcome to Geekish Chaos. I'm your host, Jeremy, and I'm here tonight with... Doug, how you doing? Doing well, Doug. How are you? I'm all right. Doug, you and I actually met uh, either on DeviantArt or a forum, I can't remember which, doing 3D artwork with, uh, I use Daz Studio, but I believe you use Poser. Yes. Yes, I do. Okay. And so I, that's... I have, mm-hmm. I have deep roots for not using Daz. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Uh, you know, I started with Poser, and I had an older copy of it, and I didn't mess with it for a long time, and then I downloaded Daz. The only reason I use Daz now is because I got it free. Yep. And that, that was a good ploy on their part. Yeah, absolutely. And I, it's the one I learned how to use better. There are things in Poser I think are way better. The the uh, the fabric room, is that the cloth room? The cloth room. Yeah. The face room. They have a lot of great tools in there that Daz doesn't even have the start of in their software. They come then it's just built into Poser. So, yeah, and there's there's changes, you know. There the new IRA stuff and Daz looks really nice, and of course Poser's got its new uh, Superfly. Mm-hmm. So they're yeah, you know, they both. It seems like as soon as one comes out with something, then the other will come out with it too, and then you know, vice versa. Yeah, absolutely. Now, so yeah, you you worked in boxing, and uh, did you were you are you an artist by trade, or how did you? Uh, my mom was a graphic artist in okay. the Cincinnati area, and I'll, I'll give a quick little shout-out to the Star Wars thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, the summer of 77, I remember her actually cutting out a little notice in the Cincinnati Inquirer, and it was from Kenner, a classified ad, looking for people to come work on the new Star Wars toy line. So how cool is that? That's pretty cool. But uh, my mom was a graphic artist, and I've always leaned in that direction as far as, you know, I was using the sharp scissors when I was six or seven and markers and, you know, got away from crayons and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And then I got into uh, packaging, and then, you know, when Photoshop came along, I was watching the, uh, back in those days, they were called table strippers, people who actually stripped film together to create the packages and stuff. Oh, yeah. And then it was, you know, eventually scanned in and it became Photoshop and Illustrator and PageMaker and that kind of, of software. So I've kind of watched all that come up there and I've, you know, been on the outskirts of it and got into 3D stuff in about 96 or 97 with Poser and Bryce 3D and uh, stuck with it ever since. Okay. And you, let's see here. Oh, that's right, because you, um, you and I are both in the uh, superhero rendering group, right? Yeah. 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 I think that's actually where we met then. Yeah, but, um, the uh, back in 2000, I actually had a group called the 3D Comic Collective. Okay. Which was for all Poser users to be able to take the Poser basic characters of that time, which was Paul and Paulette, I think, mm-hmm. or you know whatever the the generic boxed figures that you got, and turn them into Batman, Superman, whoever. Oh, that's I used cool. to have a site that would give those files away, and it did really well for a while. Then it got swallowed up by another site, and now it's gone. What site took it over? Do you remember? Uh, 3D Comic Collective became Animotions. Okay. You know what? I actually, when I first started, I actually downloaded things from Animotions. Yeah, I was the head of Animotions for, I guess, two or three years. Kind of a figurehead for it because that's the title they gave me. 
I used, you know, I, I could kick people and do that kind of fun stuff, but nice. I, I never had to. It's like I got to post the first picture in the gallery, and I had to post a picture of Superman because I felt that, you know, if you're going to post a superhero, it might as well be the first one. Yeah. No, I, I would I would give you that. So are you um you are a superhero fan? Are you a bigger Marvel or DC, or you see them both about equal? Uh if you're talking, you know, now there's so many variances on everything. As a kid, I liked Batman as much as I liked Spider-Man. Okay. You know, as an adult now, you know, I like the Marvel movies more than the DC, but there aren't a lot of DC movies to, to criticize yet. Not a lot to compare they're, it to. They're coming. Yeah. That's, um, you know. It's, it's definitely fun, right? I mean, I've had a blast seeing all these things come out. You know? Oh, yeah, me too. I'm, I'm actually loving that. And I, are you still reading comic books? Yes. Okay, see, they finally hit a point just a few, uh, I think it was 2011, where they finally alienated me, and I realized that they don't really need me as a customer anymore. It was with the new relaunch of DC. Yeah, I don't, I, DC, I, I got away from the new 52. They lost me on that. Yep, they, they burnt me up. With you, 100%. They, yeah, they burnt me up. But here's the thing, they don't need me, they need my kids, my grandkids, you yep. know, that's that's what they got to get their hooks into. It's like a cigarette company, you know, you got to replace your dead customers <laughs> with new ones. Yeah, and I, I think paper comics only have so long, you know. Yeah, well, you know what they, what they discovered this year was paper books actually ticked up by 50% in sales this year. Oh, good. Yeah. And, look, I've got e-readers, and I like them, but I'll never be an e-reader for comics. I I still want a paper graphic novel, but I think that's the difference is now I want a 300-page graphic novel, not <laughs> a 22-page, you know, flimsy paper-bound. With, with 10 pages of nothing but ads. Exactly. And DC running ads on half a page now. Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do like the e-reader stuff when you can get an entire run for five dollars. Well, you, know, you get twenty issues for five bucks, and it's like, oh, this is awesome. Yeah, now that's an that's an exception right there. And this year, I'm actually God, this I'm over forty now. My eyes are starting to go. I'm gonna pick up a ten inch Kindle Fire this year just so I can read things better. Gotcha. <laughs> and I think I think maybe after that, I might like uh, comics on a digital format a little better. I I, uh, I got a 10.1 Samsung like two years ago, and it made a big difference. Yeah, that's. I'm afraid it's just going to be that and glasses. <laughs> Maybe yep. that I'll like it better. I switched to glasses about five years ago. Yeah. Oh, it catches you. Oh, so, you got you to gotta do it at some point, I guess. But the lenses of your eyes don't bend like they used to. Yeah. I got a horrible story that I'll probably just get drunk and do a podcast about one night about my last time I went to an eye doctor. It just did not go well. I've never actually used the F word in a doctor's office before that moment, but that's a story for another time. Um, so, okay. I didn't realize that you, you came out of Animotions. That was, yeah. that was kind of yeah. wild. Cause there was yeah. a time that was Animotions was owned by the same lady who owned uh, Renderotica. Oh, I didn't know. You know what? I think I did know that. Yeah. Cause, uh, Cause they had like a clean... I'm forgetting her name right now, but she and Jack Cameron owned both those sites and then I worked with her on Animotions you know helped a little bit with you know do you like this design that design kind of thing mm -hmm. and she basically kept me around as kind of the figurehead for a little while and then that kind of just fizzled and went away yeah because yeah and it did too it was just like it was like one day it was there and then another day I went to get like a texture from it and they were just gone <laughs> right yeah um, yeah, so I didn't, so Renderonica, yeah, so they had like a clean, they had a clean side and a dirty side, basically. Yeah, and of course, Renderosity was also owned by the same people at one point. I did not know that. Yep. It was run by, uh, by Jack Cameron and, and 
her, and I keep forgetting her name. I, I apologize for that. No, that's okay. Um, I, I think she actually went into politics or sales or something. That, you know, she's gotten away from all that stuff. Oh yeah, and you know, but, it's I can see that uh, somebody. It, it's kind of like anything else. If you move on artistically, you just kind of leave the whole thing behind at some point. Right. Yeah. yeah it's like uh, in the early days of Daz, I sold textures through Daz. The superhero textures you used to buy from them was was mine. Oh, I didn't know that. Um, and the uh, like when V4 first came out, the superhero poses for her, those were, were mine. Well, i got to go back and check. I... <laughs> yeah, my name pops up in a lot of places that people are like, oh, yeah, that was you. Yeah. Oh, do you... Um... Let's we'll do this again, but real quick, where can people find you online if they want to check out some of your work? Uh, Sturkwork.com. That's S-T-U-R-K-W-U-R-K.com. Okay. And, and from there, you can get my DeviantArt. You, I just instead of putting up my own gallery, I just plugged it straight to the DeviantArt gallery. That was a lot easier. It, that does make things a lot smoother. <laughs> DeviantArt is a nice format for sharing artwork. Right. Yeah. And then I then I do the. Uh, if we're going to mention the dark side of the poser first. I, uh, I supply work to uh, mindcontrolcomics.com mm-hmm. and to uh, tgcomics.com, both adult sites. Okay. And I got the, the weirdest, uh, I guess, job resume for that one. Have you ever heard of the, uh, the Bob and Tom radio show? Oh, absolutely. Uh, Bob and Tom are out of Indianapolis, which isn't too far from Cincy. Which is kind of like my hometown, Cincinnati, Ohio. Okay. And uh, they had on their their a skit called a uh, shirtless girl. I don't know if you. It, it's one they did back in the '90s. It's pretty easy to find the uh, the the skit for that on uh, like YouTube or whatever. Of course, it's just radio. It's no there's no pictures. Right, right. But somebody sent in some fan art, and I thought to myself, well, I can do better than that. And I sent him my version of it, and the next thing I know, their their web guy is is actually calling me. You know emailing me, calling me, and I'm doing work for them. And then that got me a lot of exposure for a while and kind of opened the doors to, to some of the places I do stuff for now. Cool. Yeah, because I'm thinking sometime in the future what I might do is get maybe you, Paul, and one other person all Skype in at the same time and just do kind of like a 3D art, Daz Studio poser, kind of have a drink and shoot the shit about different things we found and that sort of stuff. Oh, sure. Yeah, because... I don't think anybody's out there podcasting about that sort of thing. I don't think so. Yeah. And it's like my, my knowledge of all this stuff is all, I'll say, reactionary again. When I need to know how to use the cloth room is when I learned how to use the cloth room. Oh, sure, yeah. Well, it's it's it, like with the uh, like the fur and the hair, I stay away from it. When I tried to play with it before, it, it took you know so long for the computer to render it or you know to, to calculate it. It's like, oh, I'm not doing this. Yeah. I'm going I'm to buy my cheap hair from, well, not cheap, but buy my hair from Renderosity and just do that. Well, that's kind of the way I approach a lot of things now. It's... Um... Yeah, because I do sci-fi clothing for the uh, Genesis 2, and I'm going to start Genesis right. 3 here pretty soon. And there are things... <laughs> I know, I know, but the market's moving that <laughs> I don't way. Think, if, I was, if I was selling or building, I'd be building for them too, but yeah. it, I could go on for a good 10 minutes and give you some information about Daz that you may not want to know. Well, I'm sure, and you know what? I do all my stuff through Renderosity. I do all of mine through Renderosity. Um, but, you know, what will happen to me is like, you know, I'll learn how to build something well enough to get it through, you know. But if I need something that's more detailed than I can do, I'll just go to TurboSquid and hire somebody. And just go, you know what, here, 
Here's a hundred bucks. Make I, this for I me. just went there and I had to. Get, I needed a handheld vacuum, and they had one for thirty bucks, and I could bring it in as an OBJ, and I was happy. There's I, mean, I couldn't find a dustbuster anywhere, and it's like eh, that looks a lot better than what I'd build. Yep, and that's why I'm just you know why reinvent the wheel is the way I approach everything. Right. I mean, the the role of the 3D artist is not necessarily. Back in the beginning, when you started using Poser, you started hitting the groups that would dislike you because you use Poser. Because you didn't build everything yourself. you, you got to build it all, texture it all, do everything, rig it all. It's all got to be you, you, you. And then it's like, well, all right, let's go to Pixar. That one guy at Pixar doesn't make that one film. You know, That's a team of hundreds of people you know, working over five years, four years to build something. It, you're... you're your argument has no validity to yeah. it. Yeah, you, it's yeah. just an elitist thing, you know. Doug, I'm gonna thank you for uh, calling in and doing this, and I'd like to do it again in the future if you wouldn't mind. Hey, my pleasure. Fantastic. And so, uh, say good night, Gracie. Good night, Gracie. <laughs>